Well, welcome to Dad Life 360, helping dads grow in faithfulness to God and to their families. This is episode 22 titled, Dad, Don't Be a Jerk. So for the last few weeks, I've been meeting with a group of men and we've been talking about what we refer to as knockout punches, things that we see that continue to take men out over and over. And one of those is simply we, we uh, being a jerk. We slip into this state of negativity. We become critical of the things around us. Usually it's just because of an effort to try to better the things around us. And so the motive is good that we say, I need to make my workplace better. I need to make my home better. These things need to run more efficiently and so on and so forth. But even with a good motive, the result of us being perceived as hypercritical is that we just look like a jerk. And when you're a jerk, people don't want to be around you. And so what used to be the, the pitter-patter of feet, uh, coming to the door to greet you, Dad, because you're home from work, slowly becomes the pitter-patter of feet of children scurrying off to their room because Dad is at home and now and, and all of his crankiness and criticisms that come with him. And so they want to bless us with their absence instead of greet us with their presence. So uh, and based on our conversations that I had with some other men and also obviously from the Word of God and Scripture, I put together some things that uh, can hopefully help us from from being Captain Cranky Pants in our home. I got, I got seven things here that can help us toward that end. Number one, praise God for the gospel good news of Jesus Christ, that our past is forgiven, that our future is secure, that in Christ we are called, we are loved, and we are kept. And so we, men, we always have something to be joyful about. And that can't be categorically stuck over here somewhere that I believe the gospel and heaven is for me when I die and all those kinds of things, but not let that permeate the rest of our lives. And so we can only get so low. We can only get so cranky when we have the gospel at the forefront of our minds. So that's number one. Praise God for the gospel good news. Number two, recommit to being obedient to Jesus and being salt and light. And so Jesus said, you're you're the light of the world and you're the salt of the earth. And in every situation, you and I, we have a purpose to being the light of love and to be the, the salt that brings flavor and brings preservation to those around us. So you, you obviously we can't do that if people are avoiding us like the plague because we're Sadie Dumpington all the time. So that was the second thing, recommit to being salt and light. Third thing, remember that the sources of chaos or what we perceive to be the sources of chaos around us are also sources of great joy. Messes are a part of a necessary part of life, but those messes represent blessings in your life. The messy living room that you come home to comes from the blessing of wonderful children that God has blessed you with. You don't want to do life without them. The headache that you've got from work, remember that that comes from the blessing of having a job that pays the bills and provides for your family. God put you on this earth to work. It is a blessing to be able to have that. Um, conflict in your home. you got a conflict uh, with your wife. Remember that you have the blessing of someone who is worth fighting for and someone worth working towards reconciliation with. Your wife is a blessing. So that's the third thing. Fourth thing, count blessings. Just simply count the blessings in your life. Name all the things that you don't deserve. And the hint for this one is it's everything. Every blessing in your life came to us um, uh, um, on the basis of grace towards us, not something that we deserve. You say, well, you know, I earned this or I earned that. Okay, yes, but God gave you the ability to earn this or that. And so when we we begin to count our blessings, all of a sudden we're feeling better about life when we're looking at it as not from a place of entitlement, but rather a place of I've, I'm blessed. And so count blessings. Fifth thing, think eternal. Uh, don't let what's right now, the, the, the circumstances of right now own you because there's a lot more than right now ahead of you. Most of what we let tick us off, man, won't matter five or 10,000 years from now. So you're already feeling better when you just get the perspective of thinking 
in terms of eternity and not being owned by the moment of what I'm frustrated with right now. And that can help you not be so cranky. Sixth thing, turn off the news, turn off social media and read the good news found in the Bible. So, um, our, our input, the things that we're taking in, you know, it's no secret that bad news sells, that negativity gets clicks, that, um, uh, all of the sources of negativity that we have, we have a, a messed up world. No one is denying that. But to have that ticker tape running in your mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week of all the bad that's going on in the world, of course that puts you in a, in a in a bad mood. So yes, be informed, but there's a time to turn it off. Turn off the news, turn off the social media, and open up God's word and be encouraged. If you don't have a place to start, I'll tell you to start in Psalm 23, that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Um, he leads me beside still waters. That, that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my house, all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's just a sampling of Psalm 23. You could camp out on just a few words of that and completely change your demeanor and your attitude and take you out of a place of being negative and ugly and cranky into a place of resting in who God is and who he is for you. So that was the uh, sixth thing, seventh thing. Um, look for and point out the good in your kids, the good in your wife, the good in your home, in every situation possible. You know, guys, chances are, if you and I are solely committed to criticisms, we won't really add much to any conversation because it seems like everybody is committed to negativity and criticism. If we want to stand out, if we want to be a blessing, we need to encourage someone. It's not just about these things that we're saying, don't do this, don't do that. We have to fill our lives with something else. And we need to be the, the CEO, the chief encouragement officer. I know it's cheesy, but you're going to remember it. Be the chief encouragement officer of your home. Say something nice. It'll bless them. And it'll also pull us out of the gutter of, of negativity. So, man, I hope these things have been helpful to you. Uh, these are things that I've worked through for myself that I have not perfected, but I'm aiming for, and in, in uh, hopefully in aiming per, for perfection, we will uh, also achieve some level of, of excellence in this way. And so I want to share with you supporting Bible verses and give you a chance to look those up on your own and be nourished by them. Some of the ones I read for, for this, I've, I've quoted a couple, uh, referenced a couple, but um, Ephesians 4.29, Matthew 5.14, Proverbs 14, verse 4, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Philippians 4.8, Proverbs 16.24, Psalm 27.7, and also uh, Proverbs 17.22. That's, that's a sampling of, of the verses. Some of those we got to look at on Tuesday morning. Other ones are ones I've looked up on my own. I hope that's helpful to you. If you don't mind, let me pray for you, man, before we shut this thing down. Father in heaven, God, we thank you that you are our great source of joy and that we have good reason to be in a good mood for your glory. Um, God, would you please deliver us from being hypercritical? Help us to walk that that fine line, that balance between trying to improve the things around us and not just being uh, cranky. Lord, we just want to represent you. And um, we know that, Lord Jesus, that you came, that we should have life and have it to the fullest. Um, God, we know that um, in your presence there is fullness of joy. So let us let us just have your your heart and, and your, uh, your gospel good news penetrated deep into our heart that we can, out of the overflow of that, be a blessing to the people around us. Lord, I know the men who are listening to this, they want to they wanna lead and, and serve their families in love, and so do I. So help us to that end, Lord. We know that you can, and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening, man. I appreciate you. Oh,